Dennis Prager sees Trump derangement syndrome everywhere. This is what gives you moral strength? Donald Trump's evil? But he was president four years. What did he do bad? Don't tell me he doesn't like women. Don't tell me he's a liar. Tell me what he did bad. They can't. There's a sickness in your soul. There is. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at 1, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1420. The Answer. And Odyssey. It's long, over a thousand chapters, over 30,000 verses. No wonder so many of us have never read it cover to cover. Want to do it? Want to read the entire Bible? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. BibleStudyTools.com includes Bible in a Year, an interactive plan for reading, learning, and understanding the Bible. Deepen your faith and impact your walk with God one day at a time. Bible in a Year, just one of the new interactive Bible study tools at BibleStudyTools.com. The following program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. On our giveaways during this broadcast are the responsibilities of the hosts and or producers of the programs conducting the contest. All programs are subject to contestant giveaway rules and responsibilities mandated both by the FCC and by AM 1420 The Answer. Well, good morning, everybody. How do you do? Welcome to the Irish Show on WHK AM 1420 and on the Internet at WHKRadio.com. My name is Jerry Quinn. I'm going to be here until 12 o'clock today, so make sure you stay with us. Our program is brought to you by Gandalf's Pub and Restaurant in Valley City, Chambers Funeral Homes, Golf Tech, O'Neill Healthcare, P.J. McIntyre's Irish Pub and Restaurant, Vince's Barbershop at 18324 Lakeshore Boulevard in Euclid, and the Western Reserve Insurance Group. All of these good folks bringing you the Irish Show this morning on WHK AM 1420. Stay with us now. Our phone number, 216-901-0945. Lots of visitors in the studio this morning. You're going to meet them all. They're here for that great Mayo Ball weekend at the Intercontinental Hotel last night. Don't go away. Back in a minute.
Well, good morning, Colleen. Good morning, JC. How do you do, you two? Good morning, Jerry. Where, good morning, where Jerry. Is, where is Eddie? He's recuperating from either... Eddie Br- is. He's dancing away. Dancing, still dancing. Yes. Or was it too much Jameson? Yeah, no, no, sure no. no. No, no, I think no. He I, think the latter. I mm-hmm. think he and Kenny, they had some kind of a contest going last night <laughs> of who could consume the most Jameson. Jerry Quinn. Oh. Eddie and Pat were wonderful and lovely, and everyone was great Eddie last Eddie night. But I must tell you, I must tell you, Colleen, you look absolutely glamorous oh, last night. Oh, thank you. You're thank like you, a Jerry. movie star. Oh, thank you, Jerry. You're trying Very nice. to outshine me. Oh, right. <laughs> and you did. That's easy <laughs> no, to do. That was a beautiful green dress I got for Sammy, Samantha's wedding. So I was uh, glad to wear it again. And yeah, it was so yeah. nice to be there with she everyone. She always looks good. So, JC, yeah. did you have a good time? Mm-hmm. Oh, wonderful time. But get close oh, to that microphone. I can't hear you. How could I not? <laughs> okay. No, but thank you so everyone in the community who came out to the Mayo Ball. It was so great. Um, again, we had Marilyn Manigan, who is the head of our uh, Ladies Ancient Order of Hibernians. And again, I'm not going to go into mentioning no. names. Like Jerry no, said, we'll get in trouble. That's right. And, uh, but we you were know, very proud of Michael Gibbons, our man. I did that. I did that last night. I thanked a lot of people. I just acknowledged a lot yes. of people. And I said at the end, I'm sorry if I missed somebody. And of course I did. Mm-hmm. I missed. The Mike, uh, Mike Killeen, that right, runs the Rose of Trelly, and Mike was there. Yeah, and Maureen Hennessy, and Maureen Ma- yeah. Dan and Hennessy, one yeah. of the roses so um, sorry from the past. So sorry for missing them, but it was a great night, and Mike uh, Givens was a wonderful honoree. Yes, I, was I really enjoyed it was him. was great. You know, I think... Your pictures on the internet mm-hmm. this morning, Jerry. And I didn't... We I didn't couldn't know. believe the people I didn't see. I know, I know. Well, yeah. Mike Gibbons came to me at the end of the night, and he says, look at it. He says, my sister has been listening to you for years and years. And he said, I never knew it. Oh. And then he <laughs> says to me, let's go meet her. And I, w- I was trailing behind Mike, and then I started talking to two people, and I never got to meet her. Right. So if she's listening this morning, I'm sorry I didn't get to meet you, Mike's sister, last night. But we will do that again. I'll have him back on the program, actually. But I wanted to mention also in the studio, you're going to be seeing some live music this morning from the great Bigley's, Brian Bigley and his wife, uh, Kristen, Mm -hmm. and she is actually our executive director of the Mayo Society, and she did a wonderful job putting this whole thing together last night. Kristen did a phenomenal job. Thank uh, you, Kristen. She and Nancy Marco from uh, BGL, and yourself, Colleen, thank you for everything you've done to make it it all all work. Anyway, um, I know we should uh, start talking. No, maybe while I play... Brian, are you, are you fired up to play one little piece? And then we'll talk to our visitors. I wanted you to uh, play so Sinead could hear you. Maybe she'll bring you to the Galway Festival or something. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for having us, Jerry. Okay, Brian. <coughs> Here's a couple of tunes we got from um, Julia Clifford and Dennis Murphy. Okay. First one is Rathawan, and the second one is The Hair in the Corn. Okay, sounds great to me.
<laughs> no, I think you two know what you're doing. <laughs> we just, we're really good at faking it. Oh, yeah, yeah. you're doing great. Uh, all right, I want to talk to Sinead yep. and I want to talk to Peter because I know uh, here's what has happened. We thought we were going to have the whole group from last night in the studio. What we didn't know that f I think five, is it five, Peter? Four, four of the group had to go uh, catch a plane at one o'clock. Yeah, so our, our, and our, that our is really. Unfortunately, our mayor has moved on along with um, Jamie and Ryan and um, Richard Finn. Unfortunately, and I had a lot of questions for those guys. So you're going to have to answer them all. So Peter, this Sinead uh, is a veteran here at this station. She's been here quite a number of times, right, Sinead? How many times is this? This will be my. It's my fifth fall, so my fifth interview. Oh yeah, great having you. It's yeah. always great to have you. So you Thank could you. do the, you could do this program. So if you're ever not well, doing I, I, I don't think I could fill your shoes. Oh, indeed Jerry. you could. I indeed you could. A lot better than me. But Peter, welcome to the program. You're a Westport man. You know half of my relatives in Westport and Mayo. But what is your job with Mayo, with County Mayo in Ireland? Well, look, first, Jerry, it's a pleasure to be here. I, I Thank you. first set foot in Cleveland back in 1986. So it's amazing to be back here after 36 years and, and meeting up with folk again and finally getting to meet you in Cleveland rather than back in Mayo. Yeah. Um, and again, just to mention the hospitality. And unfortunately, as I say, my fellow councillors um, can't be here this morning due to t flight uh, connection challenges, but you got the main man. You got the mi the, 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 the real the real mayor of Mayo. That's and you right. have. I, I keep telling people Westport is the capital of Mayo. But no, wait so a minute. Yeah, yeah. So, so these people in Ballinan, Casper, and all these other places, let them off. Okay. Um, you're talking to the to the king of Mayo. Oh really. my goodness! <laughs> 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 and the most <laughs> the most humble man in the country. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's, it's but listen, uh, the the county council. What's their function in the county? Yeah, it's 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 multifaceted, really. I suppose we we are the kind of the connection, if you like, between people and and the organisation. We look after all the roads, the um, the, the sanitary ser services as in water and sewerage. Mm -hmm. Housing is a is a very significant portion of it. The likes of the fire service, civil defence, um, all of the kind of administrative stuff through the, the the motor tax and and property tax and all that other good stuff that people love to pay. Um, so that all falls within the remit of Mayor County Council and keeps us keeps us on our toes. Do you have uh, monthly meetings? We do. We 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 have monthly meetings at a county level. So all thirty of us meet in Casabar once a month, and then the county is split up into four distinct municipal districts. So I'm part of the Westport Belmullet <laughs> Municipal District, and we also meet then separately um, once a month as well. So we have two official meetings, but probably in between we could have any amount of uh, other own officials that could. Who's the who's the council person in uh, Bellinair, my my area? Is that uh, well, Mark Mark, Duff, Mark, Mark Duffy, Duffy Mark Duffy would be the main town person. Now, Annie May Reap would would hate if she didn't get a, a good oh, mention along right. the way. Um, and then y you have another mix of councillors around, kind of from the greater Bellinair area. Mm. How many uh, how many people in the county? There's about 150,000 people. Yeah, mm -hmm. so and it's growing. It's the last census just came out. The draft census came out. And I think our population was going up something like around six, seven percent. So it's good. The the reversal in rural decline is really important for us. Tell uh, me, is um, how active is Knock Airport? It is brilliant, and I'm telling all your listeners to come to Knock. This is the best airport you'll ever encounter in your life. You drive up to the back door, you hop out to your car, you're inside in the airport in three minutes, you're through security in two minutes, you're on your plane ten minutes later. That's it great. is the most amazing airport, and there's great connectivity now. Um, we connect up with three flight, three um, airports in London. 
we have connections now to the likes of Milan, um, Barcelona, Cologne, um, different locations around Spain and Portugal and so on. So it really is a great airport to come to, and I really yeah, do encourage I, people to. I've heard. And what a lot of people don't know, it's uh, it's got the huge long runways. You can land at We can take them all. We can and take them all. So I was talking to a pilot recently, and he didn't know that, believe it or not. And he said, oh, I couldn't land our plane there. I said, what do you mean you can't land your plane? It'll take a 747. I think that needs to be advertised. Oh, absolutely. I think one aspiration, Jerry, out of this program, we should be looking for a direct flight from Cleveland oh, into Knock. And I tell you, we could. this could be the future. We've we all the, the hundreds even, of thousands know, of people. Even if we could do it once a week in the summertime. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, we did a lot of charter flights charter out of flight here years ago. I went yeah. on one of them back in the 70s, yeah. and we didn't land in Nocta. We landed in Shannon. Okay. I want to move over here to Sinead. Sinead, I had the best fun with John Luskin yesterday, <laughs> trying to get him to pronounce your name properly. And uh, I don't know if he passed the test last night. He or didn't he, do, he's he getting better year on year, so yeah. he's doing well. He's a, yeah. he's a wonderful man. He's the vice president of the Mayo Society. Love John Luskin. He never needs a microphone. Did you notice that? He doesn't yeah. even need it. Um, but let's talk for a minute about your organization, Udras Nagelta. Did you ever hear that, John Luskin, if you're listening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so I'm head of enterprise in uh, Udras Nagelta, which is the uh, development organization, semi-state organization for the Irish-speaking areas of Ireland, which Mayo has two Gaeltachs, Belmullet and um, Akil. So parts of Akil are Gaeltachs. So it's, um, look, it is a challenging uh, role because we are there. Our primary uh, role is to protect the uh, Irish language that is spoken daily and that we're to grow it. And then we do that through both economic, social, cultural and linguistic development. So this is where I suppose going, how did you, how did you end up in Cleveland? And everybody was asking me last night. But it's really working with the likes of Terence and Kenny here. And they now have a language officer, an Irish language officer, and how we can protect and grow and sustain the language. So how, does it, how does the language, the, re, uh, the resuscitation of the language tie in with industry, though, how do you do that? Well, it's simple. Um, I suppose, uh, Jerry, you're you were born in Ballina. Yeah. If you had a good job, you would never have come to Cleveland, That's possibly. Right. So right. ultimately, what we try and Udras uh, support companies. Udras themselves don't create the jobs. We support companies that create opportunities, create jobs, create wealth, and that allows local people to work and live at home and raise their families to Gaelge. Are more importantly, is bringing back people tr- uh, uh, t- with uh, experience and skills that they see now have an opportunity to come home and raise their family like they were raised. So it's very important. And I suppose uh, what Peter's after talking about there, you know, COVID set up a lot of challenges, but it also has given us a lot of opportunities. And a lot of people felt living in big cities really isn't where they wanted to be when you only could walk 2K. It's a big difference between 2K in the centre of Dublin or London and 2K out in Ackill. You know, there's a lot of beauty in Ackill t- in a 2K walk. But, um, and so opportunities like working from our GTEx, which are hubs, so you can maybe work for your company in Cleveland but live in Ackill. You know, that's the kind of opportunities that you work locally and have the benefit of good quality of life, but that you can work on a global scale in global companies. How um, how has the technological um, area improved 
along the, the coast. Now, you represent along the coast. It just isn't Mayo or just Absolutely, Galway. Yeah. So what about technology? Company, that's one of the requirements, especially big companies, the, the tech connection. How are you? Well, as you know, uh, Ireland has a very highly educated workforce. And uh, so there's been a big step where we used to have um, I, uh, institutes of technology. We are now converting them into universities of technology. So now in, in the west of Ireland, from Donegal to Galway, so that covers Donegal, Letterkenny, Sligo, Castlebar, and Galway, along with a number of smaller campuses. There's now a Atlantic Technological University that has nine campuses and over 22,000 students. So you can imagine the impact that has now along the West Coast to attract to attract industry, and, and not only attract industry, but also create industry, you know, the entrepreneurship. We need our people to take the risk, take the chances, and we've met an awful lot, and your p- person of the year, uh, Michael Gibbons, is a pure example of an entrepreneur. You know, we need those people, and we want, th- uh, and we need the people then to support them growing businesses uh, through technology. How about grants? Does your organization give grants to companies that might call you and say, look, at, I got an idea to build something in Mayo. What do you say to them? Well, uh, Uderos is an exceptional uh, development agency because not only do we give grants, but we also pri- provide premises, and we can provide premises that's bespoke to the needs Pre- of a company. Pre-constructed buildings? Yes, we would have a lot of, we have a very large um, portfolio of property. And so for like a medical device company, we would ha- we, we're great at refurbishing and reinventing ourselves and our buildings. So we would, we would uh, engage with the, the promoter or the entrepreneur uh, in respect of putting a package together that suits their business plan, which would help in innovation, in, uh, in lean, in, um, in marketing and all of that, as well as helping them find talent. Because you know yourself, uh, there's a global challenge for yes. ta- a talent. So we're looking at... Hence that's the education. Hence the education, hence the, um, uh, the diaspora, engaging with the diaspora, because there are people who might not want to be away forever, that they want to come back. And that's, you know, a diaspora is a big key part of our strategy. And this is why I'm out here today to talk to yourself. Oh, great. It's always great to have you. Peter, and of course, a lot of what you do dovetails into a lot of what they're doing also. Because you all work together on this, don't you? Yeah, it's critical. Look, I mean, it's it's really important that we have an integrated approach to to promoting uh, Mayo as a whole. And and the the West area is Galway included and and right around the county, the coast. And um, it's, yeah, we have an enterprise section now as part of Mayo County Council. And again, it's more catering towards smaller, the the real kind of start-up businesses, but it's a, it really is an important function for the county that we, you know, if someone has an idea um, and they want to bring it to, to fruition, um, that service is there and that kind of support is available to them. And it's a really important piece of it. All right. I, I what? A quick shout out real quick. Uh, Mr. I, I, I have to yeah. make a confession, Jerry. I, I, if, I, if I come on the show and I didn't mention my Aunt Bridie Talty in Rocky River, That's I right. would be absolutely shocked. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I really do want to mention her. Um, I'm delighted to be back here meeting her in Cleveland. And my other relation, Mickey Coyne, I have to give them all a plug now. That's I'll right. be Mickey, in deep uh, trouble. Yes. Mickey I'll and the whole trouble. gang are listening. So I, it's, I um, thank you for allowing but me also to do that. Peter, y- there's a, a family in Florida that you know well, that's Sean and Mona Burke. Yeah. They listen, I think, every Sunday in Florida. Yeah. So I worked for Sean and Sean down in uh, back in 1986. Um, 
for a number of, a number of months. Uh, I always say it was the best year's education in my life. Um, so Sean and Mike were the two operators at the time in that construction company. And when did you go back? We, w- we just went back around Christmas time um, in 86. In yeah. 86. How long were you here? About seven months. Oh yeah, seven months. Yeah. And was Maria with you? No, she had more sense. She you was. Hadn't she met was. Her she, no, we definitely hadn't. I was only eighteen when I was out here. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a very, very. If someone had told me back in nineteen eighty six, I'd be back here thirty six years later as a politician. I can tell you there'd be drug tests. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, a few weeks ago, I was talking to an old friend of mine, somebody that travelled to Ireland, and he said to me, "Jerry, I'm going to be so glad when this Mayo ball is over." I says, "Why is that, Bill?" Well, he says, "I don't have to listen." to the green and red of Mayo again. He says, you've been playing it constantly for the past six months. So we're going to do it right now in honor of you guys all being here. So here's the green and red of Mayo by the Saw Doctors. Somebody told me they're getting back together, are they? Yeah, I think there's reunions on. There's a rumor. I know that doesn't have anything to do with really industry, (laughs) but at the (laughs) same time, it's entertainment. Here they are. I can see it still It's soft and craggy boglands It's tall majestic hills Where the ocean kisses Ireland And the waves caress its shore Oh, the feeling it came over me To stay forevermore, forevermore Rolling coastal waters, I can see Crowpatrick's Peak, where one Sunday every summer the pilgrims climb the reek, where St. Patrick in its solitude looked down across Clue and with the ringing of his bell, called the faithful there to pray.
Now, that's the last time you're going to hear that song for at least another month or two months. Then That'll keep Bill happy. Bill, are you happy now? I heard it, I heard it last time for a month. It is uh, 1028 here on the Irish Show on WHK. We have some of our visitors from County Mayo that came in for the ball last night. And it's always great to have them. But we have a first-timer here with it, and that is Marie. She still goes by her maiden name. I worry about these young Irish women that hold on to their maiden name. You know, why don't you call yourself Flynn? Well, the way it is, Jerry, there are enough Flynns in Westport as it is. That's right. We're about the only Crowley family. And you know, so I have a cousin to. named Nancy Flynn that lives in Castlebar. She was married to Cyril Flynn. He, f- Cyril passed away, and that was Porrick Flynn's. You remember Porrick, the yes, politician? Yes, that was yes. Porrick's brother. Oh, of course. So my cousin Nancy. So I'm s- some sort of related through marriage to Porrick yeah. Flynn. I actually knew Cyril Flynn. Was Did you? Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Cyril was, uh, mm. my, that's my first cousin. Oh, okay. Yes. So Nancy, uh, his wife, you see him when you go back, say hello. Uh, how did you meet up with uh, with Peter or did you know each other forever? Well, we're from the same town and I suppose we would have kind of moved in similar circles, but I actually never met him until he came back from Cleveland. Um, and he was a little bit probably maybe, uh, what would you say, open to experiences after being in Cleveland. So <laughs> I grabbed him, and I haven't it's let him go since. Uh, that's how many years ago now, is that? Oh, that was about 1986, I Oh, think. my God, that's 30 years ago. Yeah. You guys don't even look that old. We were together a long, long time. We're you married, know. ooh, 30 years, 30 years. That's unusual these days, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but do you um, do you work? Uh, yeah, I, I actually worked in Mayo County Council. I was... Uh, uh, municipal district manager in, in, in Mayo County Council in two districts in Ballina, your own your own place and in Castlebar. And previously I was town clerk in Castlebar for thirteen years. Did so I worked in local government. Oh, did you know Anne Marie Flynn? I know Anne Marie Flynn well. In Ballina. Yeah. We had her on the radio a few yeah. weeks ago when we did the programme. Yeah, she's a super girl. Crash, lovely lovely. Yeah, super great uh, promotion great for promoting Ballina and the hinterland, yeah, Mayo North. Beautiful yeah, it is. It really is hard to compete with Westport as a tourist town. It really is because it's just such a, a beautiful town. Uh, but Bellina used to be always the big industrial town mm. in Mayo when they had Murphy's Murphy's Flour Mill and Beckett's yeah. Sawmill. Yeah. Uh, they, they have Coca-Cola there now, and yeah. I think Hollister is there also. Hollister is there, and they've th- but they've they've really got a good tourism project now, and they're yeah. developing it, particularly Anne Marie and. And Marie is working on it. That's right. You know, they're bringing in, uh, I suppose, North Mayo and Kalala, which is a yeah. very, very historic, very architect, archaeo- archaeological. And then you've got the, the whole Doombrist and all of that. So, it's, I mean, it's, it's an amazing... Oh, Doombrist is something. It's an amazing... S- yeah, there's an amazing product, actually, oh, in yeah. Cage of Fields and so on. But, I mean, Westport is always fabulous. Yeah, you know. yeah. And then you can combine the two. They're very close. Yeah, and very close. Or 20, what, 22 yeah. miles. About an hour from each. So, uh, you're going back today... We are actually going back. Yeah, we'll be we'll be we'll be heading out to the airport shortly. And back to work in the coming weeks, huh? And back to well, back to work as soon as soon as we can gather our breath. Now, is <laughs> a, and I forgot to ask you this, Peter. Is it, council is it a full time job? It's not supposed to be. I bet <laughs> it is. It, but it has become one. And you I I joined in 1999. I was a town councillor in Westport. It was very much a part time job, um, but it, the way um, 
the whole process has developed, it really has become a full-time job. Sure. Um, I used to work in a company called Allergan. I always tell people we, we made all the Botox in the world in Westport. Um, I still do, right? Still do, yeah. I worked 28 years there, but I mean, I know I couldn't combine that right now with uh, being a county councillor. It's, mm. it's just become so demanding in terms of its... And you, you get calls from constituents all the we time. Do. Sure. We do, we do, every day, yeah. And I suppose social media in particular has changed the, the, the dynamic completely because in the past someone might ring you on the phone or, or call to your house. Now with social media you just can't escape because people are Facebook and messaging you or Instagram or yeah. WhatsApp or whatever, which is fine. I mean, it's, it's great and you get that connectivity, but it does, it does, uh, it keeps you on your toes. Well, uh, look, you're a great couple and I'm so delighted to meet you, both of you. Uh, it's your first trip, I mean, since you, yeah. since you left. Did yeah. you enjoy the ball last ah, night? Ah, it was fantastic. And I mean, look, at just to say to yourself, Jerry, I mean, what you've created over the last number of decades well, is brilliant. Ah, I know you're a modest, a, a modest man, a special DJ and a modest man. But it's it's been brilliant. And Colleen and all the team that has been working behind the scenes, chauffeuring us around over the last three days, um, it really has been a privilege to meet you all and an honour to be here on behalf of people And I know Mike Gibbons said to me last night at the end of the night, he says, you know, it's such a joy to meet group from Ireland says just smart people great to talk to them great conversationalists he was very complimentary to all of you so good, he, yeah. to, to that Mike is a, is a great guy very down to earth isn't yeah, he yeah very good yeah, I mean very a man impressive. that travels the world yeah. uh, and uh, he'll uh, he'll spend time he'll talk to anyone I introduced him to a few people last night and I thought he would just say hello and there he is getting in a conversation yeah. for seven or eight yeah. minutes and he's saying Mike I want to move over here and talk to this person he just likes to engage with people. Yeah. So I hope it's not, um, I hope in the future that we're going to see Mike visit Mayo again. Absolutely. And uh, I know you guys will treat him right when he's there. When whenever we have that flight from Cleveland organized, we might get Mike as being the first passenger to recognize his Mayo Man of the Year award. So, uh, yeah. Oh, that, that would be Anyways, I'm looking forward to that flight, Jerry. I know you're going to sort this out because I know you can do you can make things happen. <laughs> I've seen that. So I've no you doubt. You might try and make things happen from your side as well, Peter, <laughs> between <laughs> the two of you. You're yeah. an invincible force. We'll, wor we'll work <laughs> on it. Thanks. I know you have to head to the airport. Yeah. So good luck. Safe travels. We'll talk to you soon again. Yeah, no, pleasure. Thank you, Thank you very much, Jerry. It's been a pleasure, visit. and thanks Thank to the team here. Thank you. All right, coming up next, we're going to be talking with Terence Dever and Kenny Deary. That's coming up next. But in the meantime, here's Michael Crawley. It's called Sway.
That is the great Michael Crawley, and he was the lead singer. No, I don't know if he's the lead. They all sang, actually, but he wrote that song of Mary's Lane. And Mary's Lane, uh, in fact, I have a man right in front of me now that knows exactly where Mary's Lane is in Echo. Terrence, how are you? Hello, Jerry. How are you? Mary's Lane, do you know where that is? I know it well. I was born directly across from it on Schliemore Road. <laughs> I, it's in my village in Dua. And that's it's where, Vendor. God rest, uh, Steve Malloy's wife, uh, her home place, Annie, on Mary's Lane. So, so how are you doing, Terms? I'm great, Jerry. And what an honour and a privilege to be back here again. And firstly, I want to thank you, Jerry, Colleen and your committee, for and JC, and I know Eddie is not here this morning, for the work that you have put into the Mayo Society, for the itinerary that you organised uh, for us since we arrived here on Wednesday evening. Uh, I just want to acknowledge the kindness and the hospitality that we received from everybody, uh, and in particular from your good wife, Nellie and Mary. I just would also like to uh, say it was an honour and a privilege to be here with uh, great ambassadors for our county and our region. Uh, our Carhirla, Seamus Weir, Chair Councillor uh, Peter Flynn, Councillor Damien Ryan, and Councillor Richard Finn, along with Sinead Niartha, who uh, up, uh, serves our area in Achill. She represents Udaros Nagelthok there. For me, Jerry. And Erla Orn. I omitted Irla. Irla is a senior executive with Mayo County Council. Irla Morden, a great guy and a great yeah. ambassador for the county and for the county council. Mm -hmm. And uh, who's this fellow you brought along with you? Along with me is my PA of many years. I have, uh, I think at this stage, um, I think I've made a good man out of him, Jerry. in all fairness. I put a lot of time and a lot of effort, and as you know, sometimes it's not easy to keep on top of them. But on today, Jerry, I have to take the opportunity, live on air, to wish Kenny Deary happy birthday. Oh, my goodness. Birthday <laughs> greetings. Uh, Kenny, what's this I hear about you saying to somebody? Now, listen, I've been here 11 times or 12 times already. The itinerary here has got to change. I've got to see some new things. For instance, you want to go out to the Amish country and teach the Amish how to dance. 
Don't teach him how to drink, though. <laughs> <laughs> President so, Quinn, good morning. Uh, how are you? <laughs> great, great to see you. And uh, get, you gave a nice talk last night. You didn't go on for Terrence told me, he says, watch out. Kenny's got a, a dictionary uh, to talk about tonight. You did. I think you cut it to about um, five and a half minutes. Well, you accused me of being nine minutes the last time, uh, so I definitely half that anyways. You did a great uh, job. <laughs> Kenny, you did a great job. I know uh, you're... You're very tied to act. You're an Ackerman all the way. <laughs> but at the same time, you do have another job. Now, Terrence, you don't have to listen to this if you don't want to. You don't but mind. He, That's he, does, okay. he does have another job, and he is the president of the Galway Chamber of Commerce, which is a very important job. And I heard, I've talked to several people in Galway, and they said you're doing a magnificent job. Oh. And I'm, I'm not just blowing smoke when I say that. That's what I was told by several people in Galway. Well, listen, thank you. It's it's very easy to to uh, do a job when you've got a place like Galway to promote. To be fair, Galway is vibrant. Um, really, the west of Ireland has been, has been brilliant all summer throughout the last year since we've got on from the COVID restrictions. Um, there has been a great energy. Tourism has been strong. Industry is strong. There's full employment. The challenge we have is getting staff. For, getting you know, people to work. Getting people to, to work, trying to attract do people you, from across uh, the, Kenny, the globe. Do you think that might be something? I think we've run into the same problem here, is that people were getting a lot of benefits and a lot of checks from the government, and they didn't need to work. Have you? Is it the same? There's been a bit of that, but I think it's a mixed bag as well of people who might have worked in hospitality, for example. When COVID hit, they just fell off the face of the earth. Many of them retrained, went into industry, they're working in some of the bigger corporations, and they're realizing that actually they have a good job, they don't need to go back to anti-social hours, they don't need to go back to the service industry. So there's been, there were, there were unintended consequences, I think, in terms of some people taking new opportunities and retraining. And of course, the other thing that we have is the west of Ireland, people love to live there from across the world, but they ended up going home whenever COVID happened. I know one hotel in Connemara, and they had one group of 10 Spanish staff who had been with them for years. Mm -hmm. When COVID hit, the 10 staff went back to Spain and they haven't returned. So it's that, it's a mixed bag of stuff. The benefits certainly were very generous and they were needed but that's tapering off and it's getting a little trickier. Well, give me an idea what kind of benefits people were getting. Well, what people were getting um, under the, the support schemes were 350 euro a week um, and depending then on their circumstances there could have, if there were children uh, depending on their living arrangement there might have been rental supports, there was children's allowance supports kicking in as well and the government made that decision at the time to support people who were unemployed but actually the bigger package was also trying to support people stay in jobs. So they were also paying companies those type of um, benefits to keep people in jobs. So the really government, I suppose, had a, had a tricky job to balance. Um, and some said that it was too generous. And certainly in industry, once things began to reopen, there was a lot of calls to say we need to call off some of these supports because people weren't incentivized. If you were at home, you know, earning 350 plus whatever other benefits, you wouldn't come in to work for a 450 euro job where you'd be working oh. 40 hours a week and coming in in traffic and that sort of stuff. So it it, it was a tightrope for government to, to fix and it did take a couple of months. Now, how um, is it now? Is it, uh, is it still there? No, no. Um, at this stage, things have tapered back to what the normal benefits would be. Um, and as I say, lots have come back to work. There's great training and development opportunities. It's just 
some retrained and moved into other industry and there's huge investment coming into the west like in in galway and i i can talk to there we have 92 foreign direct investment or ida companies in galway city and the periphery of the city the amount of jobs that they are onboarding um in the last i would say two months we've one and a half thousand new jobs they are all seeking from the same pot and people are retraining and moving into those because they're higher value. So it's trickier then for someone in retail or for a business in hospitality to try and attract that talent. You know, it's, it's amazing how similar it is to what we're going through here. Same thing, same thing. A lot of technology jobs, yeah. right? Yeah, and so huge opportunities to retrain and to become a coder. I would always say, and we were on a trip in Scotland two weeks ago focusing on hydrogen and it was looking at the technology crossover with renewable energy. I was saying, coming back you'd be advising any any career guidance teacher or parents advising their children the way to look for the future is some crossover between energy and technology because that's where the growth and the jobs are mm-hmm. and Terence what about um, what about Ackle you're all you tourism is a huge industry for Ackle but you are, do look at industry also of course we do technology um, Ackle Jerry has had probably three great uh, seasons 20, 21, and 22. And as you know, our seasons are just not from Easter to September. We have tourism in Ackle all year round, not at the level that we would have it at peak time. But one of the things, Jerry, that has been a game changer for our um, parish, we opened up a GTEC. I know that Sinead alluded to this already. It's a work hub and it's a facility. Uh, it's two purposes. One, it's a facility for tourists and people like that to use when they're in the area for a week or two weeks. But it's also to encourage people to come back to Ackill, to relocate. Some people have done that. In that facility, we have two hubs, one with 28 seats, one with eight seats, and we have three offices. The three offices are rented long-term to private individual companies. The eight-seater Ipsos and RBI, they're a, a national company uh, and have a base in UK. They carry out research for government departments, etc. They have six people there working since November 2021. In the other area, we have people that have relocated. It's also a facility for startup. If people come in there and they want to grow a business, we can help them through Sinead's company to expand. So that is one of our probably most recent developments in Ackill and as you know under the organization that I work for Colac for Bochulakla we're about to embark on a major 600,000 euro project at the Ackill Experience Aquarium and Visitor Centre. We're extending our aquarium it will be probably double the size of what it is currently today and as you know we employ six full-time people there all year round and we had three part-time people in there during the summer season. One of them is still with us until the end of September. Jerry, Ackill, in my opinion, is doing extremely well. It's on the move. Yes, we have had quite a lot of uh, people from your city with us uh, this season. Margaret Lynch was with me pretty recently. Judge Sean Gallagher and Fergus. The gentleman that spoke last night from John Carroll. Uh, he was in our facility. We had a group uh, of students back from John Carroll in May. Um, overall, Ackill is doing extremely well. Okay. Listen, uh, when I come back, I want to talk to you about the energy crisis because mm-hmm. uh, I know it's pretty severe in Europe. In the meantime, I have to pay some bills here, if you don't mind. Thank you. All right. Now, 
this message from my good friend John O'Neill at O'Neill Healthcare. Stand by. When locating the right care for your elderly mom or dad, look no further. O'Neill Healthcare has been providing outstanding elder care on Cleveland's west side for more than 50 years. Whether needing assisted living, memory support, independent living, skilled nursing, hospice care, dialysis, or rehabilitative therapies, we are here for you. Our team of physicians, nurses, and therapists deliver personalized care with compassion and quality at the forefront. You have peace of mind knowing they are with extraordinary people who provide exceptional care. O'Neill Healthcare is always improving the care of older adults and is the trusted choice for your loved ones. For more information about O'Neill Healthcare or to schedule a tour at one of our five facilities, please contact us at 440-808-5500 or visit us online at O'NeillHC.com. Top of the morning. Western Reserve Group has proudly served Ohio for over 100 years. Their mission has been to provide families with quality insurance protection for their home, auto, business, and farm. For more information about Western Reserve Group, contact your local Western Reserve Group independent insurance agent or go to their website at www.wrg-ins.com to find an agent near you. I want to remind you, men, listening to me this morning, if you want to look your best, you want to get to Vince's Barbershop. They're located at 18324 Lakeshore Boulevard in Cleveland, just almost across the street from St. Joe's High School. You can call them at 216-481-5981, make, a, make an appointment. And also, ladies, if you want to bring the wife along, it's a, it's a, a beautiful the, uh, hair design shop also called Beachland Hair Design. They're both in the same building right there together. Vincent's Barbershop, 183-24 Lakeshore Boulevard in Cleveland. Give them a call. You know what, Joyce Buick GMC, they have one of the largest selections of, in Ohio of new Encore, Encore GX, Envision, and Enclaves. The selection of GMC, Terrains, Acadia, Sierras, and Yukons, very impressive. Whether you are considering a new or a used vehicle, Joyce pledges to offer the best in pricing and service. They offer great leases, 0% financing. They have hundreds of vehicles in stock. Mike and Sean Joyce, they are on the premises every day. Visit the used car department for a great used car and truck selection. Visit them online at drivejoyce.com. Or you can call them on the phone the old-fashioned way at 440-934-6600. Their location is at 38039 Chester Road, right off I-90 in Avon. Now this. Improve your golf game with Golf Tech. Take the next step to a better game with equipment and custom fitting with the latest technology. Golf Tech has six area locations. Your golf game goes further with Golf Tech. Visit one of Northeast Ohio's Golf Tech locations or go to golftech.com. Golf Tech, proven path to proven results. Gandalf's is a great, wonder, wonderful place to dine and to just to hear some great entertainment. It's in Valley City, Ohio. It's owned by Sean and Michelle Lackey. I hope you visit it sometime soon because it is a wonderful pub and restaurant. 
Here they are to tell you about it. The best European-style pub is nearby at Gandalf's in Valley City. Whether you're in for brunch, lunch or dinner, the chef's inspired menu will cast a spell of deliciousness, keeping you coming back for more. Plus, live entertainment, a large craft beer selection and great service make Gandalf's Pub one of the area's liveliest gathering spots. For great food and fun, it's Gandalf's Pub and Restaurant, Route 303 in Valley City. It's 10.53. We're coming up to the top of the hour. We have Terrence Devlin in the studio with us and Ken Deary. Both of them are going to talk to them. And I, I don't know. Yeah, let me talk. Now. We have seven minutes to bring us up to the top of the hour. I want to talk a little bit about um, the energy crisis. Uh, Kenny, uh, I know you have some opinions on it, but um, the price of, our price of anything to do with energy is just skyrocketed all over the world. And it, it, this came, I won't say like a bolt out of the blue, because we knew that there were energy challenges coming up. But there's been a perfect storm of uh, actually a lack of wind, which has impacted wind-powered energy. Uh, global warming and the weather has actually reduced the amount of hydrogen or hydro. Then across Europe, there's a huge challenge because our main supply coming into Eastern Europe is from our friends in Russia. That pipeline is allegedly down under service. The uh, suspicious people would say that this is a, a no, bartering no, no, tool. No. Um, and <coughs> what we're facing in Ireland is a scenario where our only main supply is through a gas pipeline coming from the UK. And the UK... Where, where does that cross? crosses from Scotland into north, Northern Ireland, into correct. North, into the north, which is British. Which is British, but it's ironically, the pipeline is owned by an Irish gas company, which is good, right? Because we've been in a, a stickier position. And there is fears, or there were fears, that the UK was going to attempt to cut off Ireland as a Brexit negotiation tool to get more favourable terms. The one good thing we have is Northern Ireland is part of the UK, and they can't do that because effectively they'd be cutting off part of their own territory as well. Sure. The challenge we have at the moment is that we have zero days stock of energy in Ireland. So we're absolutely relying day-to-day basis on what comes through that. Um, the UK has more of a stockpile. They have obviously their own gas fields and they have LNG stocked on boats off Wales. So from it, we're, we're really relying on our neighbours at the moment. But the whole position on a global level is really driving prices through the roof. And what we're finding at the moment in real examples is one company that I work with, they're in membership, their utility bills projected for a year would be about a million euro. They're a manufacturing facility. Their provision for this year is it's going to 3.3 million. So we're talking about a 300 to 350% increase. And bigger corporations, that's a huge challenge, but they'll be able in a lot of cases to absorb it. What you're finding is, again, tourism, hospitality, retail type premises where the utility might be two and a half, three thousand a month is now going to between ten and twelve thousand. They're not able to absorb that. So there's huge pressure coming on government to try and intervene. And the challenge is, how do you do it incisively? All right. Let me ask you about the gas line that comes to the Shell, Shell Oil. Yeah. That explored for gas off the coast in the Atlantic, off the coast, uh, right off Westford. Off, off Balnebuy. Bel- off yeah. Now, is that got limited? It's, it's, it's actually helping feed an aspect of our supply needs at the moment. The challenge is that's not big enough and in the long-term basis won't, won't continue to supply over, over the years. The, there are some who are arguing that we need to, to do more quickly. But as we know, that project took 10 years to get to fruition. And any 
any work that like there's huge ambitions and I think it's not okay there's a short term huge challenge in terms of what do we do and how do we support businesses to get through this particular challenge which is going to last for a few years it really depends on how the Russia situation goes because there's no immediate switch that can be flicked to say we have a solution but off the shore off the west of Ireland in the next 10 to 15 years it'll be a very different story we'll actually end up being a major supplier into Western Europe because what's really being understood now as technology evolves is offshore floating and wind in the west of Ireland will be to Ireland and Western Europe what oil was to the Mideast and what oil was to Saudi. And at the moment, we're, we're mirroring, and I was in Lorient and off Normandy a couple of months ago, and they're about 10 years ahead of us in terms of a huge floating offshore project. We're really watching how that goes because we have the capacity to do the same off the west of Ireland and service it from our ports, from Shannon Foynes, from Galway. The Galway Port of Galway Harbour Company are doing huge work in terms of positioning and preparing ourselves for this, but it's going to take government investment now. And it's not one versus the other. There will be enough of a pie to go around that will support the whole West of Ireland. So I think down the road there's an exciting yeah, future. In the, meantime, in the meantime, we have a problem. Do you think Merkel, Angela Merkel made a terrible mistake shutting down all the power? For instance, she shut down all of the nuclear plants and all the core plants. That was a, I thought that was a terrible judgment. It's a very polarizing debate, but there's a huge argument for nuclear. And people who say, oh, no, we don't want nuclear in Ireland don't realize that it's nuclear that's enabling us still have supply from the UK sure. because the UK have their nuclear plants, which is part of their supply. If they didn't have that, then they wouldn't be giving and us France gas. France is all nuclear. France is all nuclear and other countries are putting huge the plans and investment for it. Because of regulation, it takes 10 years to build a nuclear plant. It, it does. And also you run into the objection culture the that hugely is, is like... To build any energy plant, even a hydrogen plant, and as I say, I was excited in Aberdeen seeing what they've done in hydrogen. Even with that, you run into objectionism and people don't want this stuff in their area, but yet they need energy. So we have to get that right and we have to bring communities with us to say, listen, you may not like it. In Aberdeen, in the heart of the city, with housing developments around them, they have hydrogen facilities and there are no safety considerations that that have caused any concern at this stage. So Mm -hmm. we just have to embrace new ways of doing things. And maybe it is nuclear down the road. Certainly, as I say, the offshore renewable space would be huge for Ireland, but it's 15 years out, really. Yeah, and, and the wind is fine as long as it's blowing all Correct. the time. Yeah, Same yeah. thing with the sun. Sun yeah. is fine as long as it's shining all Correct. the time. But the wind, I suppose, off the Atlantic, it will It, it will. It, it, it will. The, the challenge that you have is making it robust enough that it can survive the tough conditions right. in the Atlantic. Right. And people tried this going back years ago, and the technology wasn't at the advanced level that it is getting there now. Um, but in the meantime, there's a huge debate as to how government are going to be able to support businesses, and that's something we in the chamber are hugely lobbying on, but people are concerned. Okay. We're coming up to the top of the hour, and then we're going to be right back into our number two of the Irish program on WHK AM. WHK Cleveland, a service of Salem Media Group, broadcasting from the Discount Drug Mart studios. Proud to be celebrating over 50 years as your hometown pharmacy. Hello? Hello, yes. Is this Seamus? Yes, uh, Seamus. Seamus Weir, the Mayor of County Mayo. Glad to have you on the program, Seamus. Uh, you're at the airport, right? I, I'm at the airport. Just, we, we, we've just got in. 
true. Well, welcome, welcome to the program, Seamus. I was looking forward to having you in person here, but unfortunately, the airlines are not cooperating as usual. You know how that is. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Sure. But, but I just want I just want your some of your impressions of your first. I know this is your second visit, I think, to Cleveland. But the ball last night, I want you to make a comment on it. How did you like it? So, uh, to the, to the, first and foremost, Jerry, I'm I'm delighted to be talking to you on your show because uh, just to say to you first that um, it's, it's a pleasure for as chairman of New York Council to speak to you. Uh, I. The show last night was very good, the ball. I have to say it was great to see it back on on the road again, as one would say, after three years. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, Seamus, I want to ask you, what does the mayor of of uh, County Mayor, we call it the mayor, uh, I don't use the word that much here at the Cahirlock because I know what it means and the uh, Americans have a bit of a problem. They call it a tongue twister, the Cahirlock, but it's the chairman yes. of the Mayo County Council, but you're also the mayor of the county. What's the job of the mayor? The, the overall job of the mayor is he's, he's the chairperson of, of a whole of the county, and that means that, you, that you're elected annually every year, a new chair, and that means that you you have uh, responsibility, I suppose, allow my fellow councillors. We have 30 councillors in, in the chamber, and the, and, and the councillors elect uh, a chair. And that, that's, what, that's, that's what that means. You're, you're the chairperson of, of the whole of the county. Now, it doesn't mean that you get more angry calls from your constituents, or you get them from all of them, I suppose. Oh, of course you do. And uh, um, yes. When you are the chair, you, 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 you represent all of the county. So when you're a councillor, you probably deal with your own area. But as a chairperson, you have to deal with all, all the whole of the county, and uh, you have a lot of di- different issues as well. And, you know, but like every other county and country, we have to deal with it. And, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Uh, and as you, as you said there, I've been... In your, I've been in Cleveland in 2007 as chair, and this year, 15 years ago, it, it, time seems that uh, flew uh, over the years. But I've seen a big change in your in your in your in your city. Uh, I was very impressed as we drove around the last few days, and you know yourself, it was busy, busy, very busy, busy schedule. And I have to say that uh, I, your kindness is overwhelming. Let's say your your the people that collected us and brought us around, uh, they were just just wonderful. I felt so much um, at ease, and it was you know it's just it's just something that I feel heartily so 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 much about this. And yourself, Jerry, you know you were you were shopping as well, and I'm sure you have an awful lot more things to do. But fair play to you, you you were you brought us around as well, and we we met a lot of people, a lot of very, very important people. So, Seamus, I want to ask you this. Uh, seeing that you're from the Bellarna area, the same area as I come from, do you show any particular favoritism to uh, to Bellarna and that you don't mention Ackle at all? We've had a long discussion here this morning about this. Kenny Deary and Terence are complaining that the, the mayor is not giving enough attention to Ackle. What do you say to that? Well, you know, this is the point here, uh, and I've been told a lot of times about being local, but 
I, I, I mentioned the county as a whole last night, and I, I was talking about the uh, the uh, the neo.ie where where we're talking about we have a, we have a, we have a web there, and that covers all diaspora, and it covers. When I speak there last night, I could just walk into a, a different corner. If I mention Nackle, everybody knows I'm talking about the whole of the county, and I'm sure along with Nackle people. A lot of people are from other parts of the county as well. And, you know, if I did mention that, and, you know, I, I but I'm sure uh, Terrence is there, and uh, no better man, look, uh, he can speak for Ackel because we, as a county council, we are there in support of Ackel. We, we're aware that, that Ackel and, and Cleveland are twins. And, uh, you know, the 20th, uh, the 20th anniversary is coming up next, next week, uh, next year. And I will welcome uh, Cleveland uh, on behalf of New York County Council to come and, and visit uh, Ackle as well as the rest of the county because that's the way I, I see things. I like to see a balance uh, when I speak. But again, and I'd love, if I had the night, there was a lot of speakers there last night, Jerry, and I'm sure people listening don't want to be listening to detail, but we, we I just felt I did my best and spoke, but I don't think I left any. Uh, the actual people down, no way. I don't know why there's a complaint there because I just no, said it, uh, no, 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 no. I don't mean, uh, Seamus. Uh, I, I don't mean to start any feud here, yes. but I was only joking, yes. really. But didn't say oh, that at all. I just made that up. Oh, got me going so. <laughs> they're 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 great yeah. guys. They've been here for a long time, and I, I've in Cleveland uh, yeah. many times. I, I know them very well. But yeah. um, anyway, Seamus, look at. It's so, it's so great to have you back in town. Just, I wish you could have been on the program directly this morning. Just before, just, just before I go, could I say something? And, and I have to talk about local. You you actually are from Knockmore. You're from Radjof. Yes. And, uh, Radjof. And I, that's where I come from, that area. So you're one of ours. So if, if I'm chairperson of the county, I'm chairperson of Radjof, Knockmore, all these places. You know every little corner in this in, in the in this county in, in Mayo. But I have to say, Jerry, I want to. I'm delighted to be on your show, and your, I met your wife Nelly last night, lovely lady. I have to say that you yourself have done so much. We're proud of you as a Nakmore man, and I'm absolutely proud of you. And that's why I was so anxious to get on there today. I know it'd be lovely to be there in person, but I'm here at the airport, and I just say, want to say to you, Jerry, I want to wish you well, and hopefully we see you here over in Mayo and in Knockmore very soon. And I know you were there a few weeks ago, but and I missed you, but I have to say, you have done so much for Cleveland that it's, it's extraordinary. And I think it's, I think you should be rewarded whatever way we can for, for that. And great work and great person. But Seamus, you have great wish. Seamus, I must tell you, Mark Duffy conferred freedom of the city on me when I was there. I think that's the appropriate term. Yes. So, uh, yes. It's like getting a key to the key to the town of Bellinet. Oh, I I, yes. I, 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 never dreamed I would have a key to that one, my hometown. That's wonderful. But one last favor: next year when we have the ball, do you think there's any any chance of you moving the council meeting to bring all the councillors here to Cleveland and hold your council meeting right here from Cleveland? Wouldn't that be great? A great idea. <laughs> Absolutely, it's a good idea. Yeah, do Why you not? think you, yeah. you might have a little trouble getting the financial aspects yeah. of that through city or through your county council, though they may not yeah. all vote for it. Yeah, 
All right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Seamus, it's great talking to you, and it's great to have one of my own county or my own parish people. Now, yeah. uh, it's it's just wonderful to have you in our city, and you guys, when you come over here every year, you improve the great relationship we oh. have with County Mayo, with uh, uh, with our city of Cleveland. So, and just and just to say, you have a team with your the people as Ronald Connie and. And John and all of them, all these people, and they're so good. And you know, it's hard work, and it's fair play to you to get it back on, on, on the track again after three years. And it's hard work. Oh, yeah. Well done, and well, well done. And that's right. I'm delighted. I'm delighted to be here, and, and, and it's a pleasure. Well, thanks, Seamus. That's it's great talking to you again. I wish thanks, it was here thanks, in the sir. studio. And listen, give my regards to Richard and Damien and yeah. Irla. I can't. The, the, we couldn't have them in the studio this morning. Yeah. We're disappointed. But uh, the well, next the next I, time, let's keep had, our had, yeah, yeah. let's keep Sorry, our Jerry. airline tickets later in the day. Yes, and I had a great meal team with me anyway. All of them from Action they are. everywhere. Those, we have a good bunch of. Great. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Seamus, and great. Thanks, I thank you for calling in. It's really wonderful. Thanks very much. All right. Thanks, Jerry. Bye-bye. Here you are. That's uh, Seamus Weir, the mayor of County Mayo. We were hoping to have all of them here in the studio, begin, begin, but because of conflicts in the airline industry, as you all know, it's a problem. I have uh, Terrence and Kenny still in the studio. We're going to be chatting a little bit more. In the meantime, though, I want to play a song for some of our listeners. Of course, they just want to hear um, music all the time. But we do everything here. We're like a community radio station. We'd like to highlight some of the things that you hear on the program all the time. In the meantime, here's the High Kings. And my my two grandsons, Whenever I ask them, what song do you want to hear? They says, play Whiskey in the Jar. I say, sacrilege, you two. Keep quiet. They're 10 years old, 10 and 11, and they want Whiskey in the Jar. Whack 
was early in the morning just before I rose to travel up came a band of footmen and likewise Captain Farrell so I first produced me pistol for she stole away me rapier but I couldn't shoot the water so a prisoner I was taken mushering And if I could find his station in Cork or in Killarney And if he'd go with me, we'd go roving through Kilkenny And I'm sure he'd treat me better than me, darling, sport and Jenny Mushering, dumb a doo dumb a da The barman was calling Time gentlemen please At a dark corner table He seemed ill at ease His face told the story his eyes would betray He said, friend, are you going my way? An old faded picture He kept in his coat It came with a letter That his mother wrote Taken at Easter 1963 He said, everyone's there Except me Mayo The cloud on sleeve more Barely a man When he left behind Someone who still crosses his mind He said they're all gone now There's nobody home His mother saw 90 She died all alone Time wasn't in it To bid her goodbye How it hurt to see this old man cry time to see the house and the garden the open half door and he said as we stood on the shore Mayo will always be home 
It is 17 minutes past the hour of 11 o'clock here on the Irish Show on WHK AM 1420. I want to tell you about my good friends at Chambers Funeral Home. You know, for generations, Chambers Funeral Home has been a part of the great history of Northeast Ohio, providing meaningful funeral services what Chambers strives to provide. Pre-planning your future funeral arrangements is a wise and sensible choice in estate planning, and Chambers can help assist you and your family. From traditional burial services to cremation services, the funeral directors at Chambers are skilled in assisting families of all faiths and financial abilities. Please call Chambers Funeral Home at 216-251-6566 or visit them at chambersfuneral.com and they would be honored to discuss all of the many options available to you and your family as we commemorate a life well lived. Chambers Funeral Homes are proud to be family-owned and operated and helping greater Cleveland families since 1933. Improve your golf game with Golf Tech. Take the next step to a better game with equipment and custom fitting with the latest technology. Golf Tech has six area locations. Your golf game goes further with Golf Tech. Visit one of Northeast Ohio's Golf Tech locations or go to golftech.com. Golf Tech, proven path to proven results. story about a man named Charlie on the tragic and faithful day. He put ten cents in his pocket, kissed his wife and family, went to ride on the MGA. But did he ever return? No, he never returned. And his fate is still unlearned. He may ride forever neath the streets of Boston. He's a man who never returned. Charlie ended in his dime at a Keto Square station on his way to Jamaica Plain. Well, he got there, the conductor told him one more hit, and Charlie couldn't get off of that train. But did he ever return? No, he never returned. And his fate is still unlearned. He may ride forever beneath the streets of Boston. He's a man who never returned. Well, all night long, Charlie rides to the station kind. What will become of me? How can I afford to see my sister in Chelsea or my cousin in Roxbury? But did he ever return? No, he never returned. And his fate is still alive. He ride forever beneath the streets of Boston. He's a man who never returned. But Charlie's wife goes down to the Scotty Square station any day. I could have passed too. 
Head through the open window, she asks, Try to use sandwiches to drink all the rubble and through. What did he ever return? No, he never returned. And his fate is still unlearned. Maybe right forever neath the streets of Boston. He's a man who never returned. Citizens of Boston, don't you think it's a scandal how the people have to pay and pay? Fight the fair increase, vote for George O'Brien, get Pachani up the MTA. Or else he'll never return, no, he'll never return, and his fate is still unlearned. Maybe right forever, neath the streets of Boston, he's a man who never returned. That, uh, that is the MTA. She, some of you remember that, and it was uh, made famous by the uh, Kingston Trio. Uh, the group doing that now was called Hair of the Dog was the name of that group. It is 22 minutes past 11 o'clock here on the Irish Show on WHK AM 1420. We're here until 12 when Tom Kelly comes in. I don't know if you heard it a few weeks ago, but Tom Kelly had a fellow on named, I think his name was Terry, Terry Smith. And he did um, a great, uh, I suppose, of, uh, I don't know what you would call it. Um, what's the name when you do, when you, um, uh, I, I, I can't just find the word to explain it. But you remember Todd Beamer, the fellow that brought the airline down for, for, for flight number 93? And this guy did um, like a recitation in the words of Todd Beamer and on Tom Kelly's program. And I just heard it the other day. It was on the Internet, and it was one of the most incredible things I've ever heard. I think I'll get him on here sometime in the near future to do it. Uh, So I don't know how I got onto that, but I did, because Tom Kelly is coming on at the top of the hour. In the studio with me this morning is Terrence Dever and Ken Deary. They are regulars here on this program, of course, every year. They come for the Mayo Ball, and um, Mayo Ball would not be the same if those two fellows weren't here with us. Ken is now uh, president of the Galway Chamber of Commerce. The Galway people stole him away from Ackle. Terence is not too happy of that. Most of the time, just once in a while, when he says when uh, he doesn't have to pay Kenny's bills, he's happy. <laughs> but Kenny, what do you, what do you say to that? No, and I'm, I'm, I want to get serious about this now, but you guys both together have worked hard year for years promoting ACL and uh, making it the great tourist attraction. I do notice, though, that uh, even on social media, ACL gets a lot, a lot of coverage now and uh, because of the beaches 
um, and just the scenery, it's, it's, it's magnificent. Uh, it is, Jerry. Uh, we have five blue flag beaches. Now, what does that mean? Uh, it's status for a uh, clean water area. It's tested twice a year, and uh, it's a European-wide uh, initiative, and we're very fortunate in Mayo uh, to have so many blue flags, but Ackle has five of those. Jerry, if I can just mention, I'm coming here, my first visit here was in January 2000, and I was back in 2001 for St. Patrick's Day Parade, and I came back for the twin in 2003. I've missed a couple of years, but today I'd like to remember the people that invited me here. Great people. Joe Patton, Steve Malloy, Con Mangan. And it would be remiss of me not to mention those guys. We would never have met. All gone. All gone, but great guys. Steve Malloy, Judge Sean Gallagher, they masterminded the Twinning. And as you know, the Twinning is a huge success. Yes. That's why, you know, it's part of us being here each year. Uh, I would also like to mention today, Jerry, and I've got several uh, texts and messages there, people listening in to the uh, program uh, back in Ackill. Oh, nice. I, I want to... Uh, uh, I presume she, Kate, oh, always boy. listens to it, and a great person from a great family. But I'd like to mention our uh, board of directors of CFA, our staff, uh, all our board, but all our staff. And uh, today, believe it or not, uh, we would have a five staff on in the Aquarium and Visitor Centre. And some of those are listening to us. I want to mention, uh, I omitted earlier on to mention Eddie and Pat Fitzpatrick mm -hmm. for their kindness and hospitality to us here over the past number of days. And to everybody, Kathleen Mangan, everybody. We met Mary, Malloy, Annie B, TJ, Michael Murray and his good wife. Uh, we met in the Cuyahoga County. Great Hackle people have got to great places. Mike Chambers, Mike Dever, uh, Michael Martin McNulty's wife. I cannot think of her first name. Great, great. You know, it's great to go into these places and see. Uh, Marty Sweeney, a super guy. I know Marty since I first came to Cleveland. Yes. He's a super, super guy yeah. with very strong connections in Tonrigee and in Curran. Sure. I, I think, Jerry, just one or, one or two things to clarify. First of all, on the cost of me, it's about value for money. I actually think <laughs> I'm fairly cheap. There's good value for money coming back. Uh, on the blue flag beaches, Terence is 100% right, but actually Ackle is the only place in Europe that has five blue flag beaches. And I think it's a testament to the work of the local authority in terms of trying yeah. to preserve and, and maintain that quality. But that's why we get such coverage, because imagine at a European level, it's the only place that has that concentration of, of blue flag beaches. But I remember uh, maybe 20 years ago, there were not that many buses going into Ackle. There's a lot of them now, isn't there? Mm -hmm. We have a, a daily service. It's TFI, Transport for Ireland, uh, replaced. Uh, it's Bus Airden, replacing Bus Airden. It's called TFI. We have uh, a daily six buses in, six buses out. It's a fantastic service. Uh, years ago, we used to have three buses. It went down to one bus, one service out, and one in. Today, it's six services. And my understanding uh, from people, uh, they are being well used, Jerry, uh, throughout Ackill and probably throughout all of rural Ireland. Mm -hmm. I think a big bit as well is the private operators. So the amount of tours, and you know this yourself, leading many of the group tours up and down the West Coast, the Wild Atlantic Way 
and the branding of the Wild Atlantic Way has been phenomenal. That's drawn thousands of extra visitors in that you wouldn't ordinarily see. So that's bringing a huge flow of private coaches as well. And Ackle, by virtue of the stunning scenery and the natural landscape we have, um, you know, is getting the lion's share of, of those tours as well, which is huge. The challenge we have, we have fantastic accommodation product in Ackle, but some of the locations aren't big enough to take the numbers on the coaches. So some will be staying in Westport, they're staying yeah. in Ballina, but the likes of Ackle is an anchor that draws them to the county. Do you think um, one day there'll be a huge hotel built in Ackle? We hope, Jerry, one day that will happen. Um, not sure. I'm not sure in the curtains. What is the biggest hotel in Ackle right now? How many rooms would you say? Um, I would say it would, be, it would be probably Austin, Illinois, Alice's or Connington's. You'd be up on about 40, 30, 40 bedrooms in yeah. each in uh, each place. That can accommodate yeah. a tour. And then right beside Ackle, as you know, you have the Park Inn in Morani, which is a fairly big, a lovely hotel. Oh yeah, huge hotel as well. But we have the accommodation base, as Kenny said, you mm-hmm. know, in Keel, in any area, you and we're not too far away. Villages aren't too far away. You'd fit a number of coaches. And we do get tour groups in, and they stay in different places. They, they, they break up and go into different locations. And, of course, Jerry, as well, we got and have been receiving and look forward to next year again the St. Ignatius Walsh Jesuit Holy Name the yes, tours coming in tours, yeah. and that's that's brilliant and actually that's the model that turns talks to we break them up so the coach comes to a central point and then they immerse themselves in the community they live across a number of houses there's a bit of furrying around here and they're uh, mapping everybody but actually it's a really rich experience so sometimes when groups come in as you know they stay in hotels but you can get hotel fee- fatigue after a week or two there's nothing better than staying in in a home with other people mm. and uh, that's that's a brilliant way of, of doing it as well for people who want to immerse themselves says an uncle how about water skiing water skiing or yeah. water schemes water skiing i thought there was some uh, oh there is um so what we have is uh you have your kite oh, surfing parasailing is there's there's is? parasailing there's the kite surfing mm-hmm. then you've got your we've a fantastic water sports amenity you've got your surfing your kayaking surfing, on the lake I mean. exactly i thought initially it was water schemes you were asking us about as oh their no. jesus turns you can take that one um <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the outdoor pursuits facilities that we have is just brilliant and it's amazing you know for those who are a bit nervous you can go in on keel lake and you can do your kayaking and you can do a bit of a bit of activities there because in a worst case scenario and it's happened myself where i got a stitch in the kayak is you can get out and stand up and it's up to about chest level and then try and get back in the kayak again yes. so you're safe enough and then out on the the beaches for those who are a bit more adventurous there's fantastic providers and you know it's interesting when we bring groups down to keel beach people are a bit nervous first of all depending if you're not used to it you've got the wetsuits and getting into the wetsuits and getting out of the wetsuits is not the most flattering but the instructors everybody's lined up and everybody's a bit wary of how they look and what they're going to do they do this great thing where they make them all dance the hokey pokey on the beach before no. they do anything else oh, and yeah. it just is a great settler and then off into the water under instruction it's brilliant so, so you rent the wetsuits yeah. you rent the wetsuits the providers are all along the let's say if we're looking in keel beach in particular it's the the most optimum for it both on the lake and on the beach there's three to four providers they have all the facilities that you need and brilliant instruction and of course you're under lifeguard instruction as well so if anything does go wrong there's plenty fil- uh, plenty plenty people <coughs> there to help uh, what do you think you getting JC in a wetsuit? I'd say JC's figure now would be better than some of the rest of us getting in. And actually, whatever about getting into the wetsuit, it's, you need help getting out of the damn things. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. 
All right, let's uh, let's play a song here, and it's uh, here's the Young Wolf tones. No, I'm going to change that, and I'm going to play this called "Wasn't It a Party," which I suppose we're in the party mood still from last night. Here's the Irish Rovers. Could have been the whiskey, might have been the gin, could have been a three or four six packs, I don't know, but look at the mess I'm in, my head is like a football, I think I'm gonna die, tell me, me, oh, me, oh, my, wasn't that a party, someone took a great you wore it like a hat, I saw someone under my kitchen table, Talking to the old tall cat, they were talking about a hockey, and the cat was talking back. Along about then, everything went black. Wasn't that a party? I'm sure it's just my memory playing tricks on me. But I think I saw my buddy cutting down my neighbor's tree. Could have been the whiskey, might have been the gin. Could have been a three or four six packs, I don't know, but I look at the mess I'm in. My head is like a football. I think I'm gonna die. Tell me, me, oh me, oh my, wasn't that a party? Listen, uh, Kenny, one of the great things about the Mayo Ball, a lot of romances have started at this ball. And I just got <laughs> this here 
from Sheila Drain. She's on our board. She said, last ball, my son did not have a date. This time, he had a fiance. He met her at the ball. I, uh, I just had the ball last time. Isn't that great? That's Sheila Drain. You're responsible for many things over the years, Jerry. Oh, I, I'm afraid so. I'm afraid so. So, Ken, um, what's, uh, what's on the list for you now? For You're going to go back, and you'll be back in Galway. And, of course, Galway is a hub of activity. I want to say hello, in case he's listening this morning, to my good friend Tom. and your friend, Tom, Tom Joyce. Yeah. Tom and Ailish Joyce. Nellie and I had a great dinner at his house. I would suggest it. Terrence, Kenny, bring all your families to Tom Joyce's house. <laughs> She's a wonderful cook. You'll love it. You'll love it. The food's great. Yeah. Tom, Tom will will love you for that. I've met Tom. He's doing fantastic work with Druid's uh, Theatre yep. Company, and they they're doing fantastic productions. And Tom is 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 hand and glove involved in that. He is. Uh, he told me he wants to bring the Druid, mm-hmm. the Druid Theatre to Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. We'd have to do it with I think Playhouse. Well, you'd welcome it with open arms. Some of the productions that they are putting out are just brilliant and. They had a centerpiece to the Galway Arts Festival. So July was a phenomenal month in Galway because we had the Film Fla, we had the Arts Festival, and we had the races. So there were over a quarter million visitors to Galway during the month of July for all those. And Druid and Tom's activities, no more than many others, are a real driver of that. So it was, it was, it was great. It was great to be back with a bang in that way. Um, but this weekend. My, my team have been busy hosting. We had a delegation in from Japan, um, tied to EU Japan Fest, and we had the chairman of the Bank of Japan and a whole cohort of business people, as well as an orchestra that are putting on a performance tonight. There's a 70-piece orchestra putting on a concert in the cathedral in Galway, um, and it's a partnership between City Council, the Chamber of Commerce, the Culture Company, and the Convention Bureau. This week, we have a group in from Wisconsin. We have Seattle in... Uh, we've two corporations bringing their leadership teams over and meeting some of them tomorrow. So every week there's just huge energy in terms of what's happening. And of course, you know, that really helps drive the west of Ireland, the amount of sure. people from Mayo who are employed in Galway. And there's a running joke in some of the Galwegians uh, will we'll say that the Mayo Mafia need to go back up across the border and stop mm. trying to take the big jobs in our city. Mm. So the more the more Mayos that I see coming around the city and getting good jobs, it's like brilliant. But <laughs> I... I I have a suggestion. We have an orchestra here, a Baroque mm-hmm. orchestra, and it's called Apollo's Fire. Mm-hmm. And they did a tour of Northern Ireland and England a few years ago. And uh, the London is the London Times, is it? Mm-hmm. Whatever the newspaper. Yeah. They gave them a brilliant write-up. Said one of the best orchestras or seen that's headed. So I'm, I'm, I could put you Send in them contact. Our way. Yeah. In fact, Brian Bigley mm-hmm. sometimes plays with them. Brilliant. There was just here Apollo's fire, and uh, I'll give you. A, I'll give them your number. And <laughs> see Do indeed. Did. I think I think Galway would love them. We we welcome everyone and anyone from no matter where where in the world, and I think that's part of the success. But it's a very international city. It is. Twenty five percent of the population is non Irish now, um, and the the two. So we we always had University of Galway. But now GMIT has revolved into the Atlantic Technological University. So the two of those are powerhouses for drawing talent from across the world. And then with industry, you're bringing lots of international people as well in. So the city is just, it's a real hotbed of dynamic cultures, diversity, and really welcoming, you know. 
Galway changed the name from NUIG Galway, and that was called Galway University, it's right? It's University of Galway University is the Galway. present. It, it's always tricky with the, the amount of organizations that have gone through rebranding in the last few years. I'm thinking, will they all stop changing their names because yes. you can't remember them? But it's University of Galway and, of course, the Atlantic Technological University. So between the two of them, we're, we're really lucky to have that strength and capacity in, in education. Now, Terence, I want, did you ever hear of a fellow named Joe Dolan? Joe I, Dolan. I did indeed, yes, did from, from, from Mullingar. That's right. Well, here he is. You probably did your dancing to this guy. I'm not saying that you're old or anything. <laughs> you're not as old as I am, but you probably remember him, right? Of course I do. All right, here he is. I'm sure you remember this.
Oh, the great, uh, the, the late great Joe Dolan, who was probably Ireland's king of rock and roll in his day. Uh, Elvis Presley was in this country, and Joe, and Joe Dolan was later, though. But for the peculiar thing about him, though, Terence, if you could grab that microphone, he was uh, he had the number one songs in South Africa and places all over the Mideast, but never made it into America. I, w I never could figure that one out. I don't know. I, I cannot answer that, Jerry, but he was definitely... Oh, what a showman. Showman. He was number one all over, all over the world, but uh, well, all over Europe. But in Ireland, oh my God, yeah. Mm. I remember him being down in the, what was the Traveller's Friend Hotel Castle in, Bar. in Castle Bar. And um, they announced, I think, about maybe a couple of months beforehand he was coming. A few days later, people from Mackel went looking for tickets. Done. Sold out. Sold out yeah. instantly, yeah. He, w he really was. Not sure was Kenny there, but... Anyway. No. Before my time. Kenny, Kenny is too yeah. young. Uh, Terence... Um, I hope that you guys continue doing the great work with Ackley you've been doing because since I got to know you, I, I was in Ackley many years ago before I even came out here. I think that was the farthest I ever was from home was, <laughs> it was in Ackley. No, I was in, in, uh, in boarding school. So that day, but I, I had no, I'd been there once and the changes that have occurred since you fellows took over, uh, you've worked harder on the tourist business and you brought a you, you brought a, a lot of good technology to Ackle, which was needed. How is that thing doing? You know, where you give people a um, a computer, and they walk or they can touch where they want to go. Oh, the the remote what working. You, what do you call it? Remote working. Yeah. So there's a huge move, and it's it's interesting. The west of Ireland has really benefited from people coming out from Dublin, from London. They don't need to be in their jobs. It's, it's supposed to be an evolution all around the world, but as long as they head back one or two days a month to their corporate office, sure. they can operate from anywhere. And it's, it's been transformational for people. It's also brought life to communities that didn't have it, you know, or it was tapering off. It's bringing investment around the region. Some will critique that it's driving house prices up a little. Listen, I think that's a good thing. There's plenty of houses in, in rural Ireland that need occupancy. And uh, certainly from an actual point of view, we're thrilled with it. As Terence mentioned earlier, the GTEC. It's now giving you a base because some houses in location still struggle a bit with Wi-Fi and with connectivity. Mm -hmm. And the last thing you want, I've been that soldier myself. I remember where I was hosting an event one day and I was supposed to deliver a keynote to it. And it's been two days working, prepping for it. And about five minutes in, I can hear them saying, uh, we've just lost Kenny. Kenny, we can't hear you there. So you can't have that. But the beauty of the GTEC means for the really important gigs where you're not just passively part of a meeting where you have to contribute, you can go have constant high-speed connectivity in our hub and ankle sound in the privacy of an office and you can deliver and deliver to a boardroom or deliver to across the world did that all come about by that new transatlantic cable that no that that hasn't been so that's important at a, at a national level but actually what they and it's it's not even fiber uh, that that we have and indeed many of the GTEx across the network don't have fiber but what you have is just fantastic satellite driven connectivity and the, the reliability is as strong as our needs anyways you know if it's a case that you were running a corporation with three or four hundred staff you would need fiber but for we are and maybe servicing 20 to 30 people operating from the facility then what we have is is world class 
you know, it's, it's perfect. You don't need fibre everywhere. I think that's the key message, uh, as long as you have a strong, reliable alternative. And in many of our homes, we have strong connectivity, but just if you're delivering something really important or you're uploading. So, for example, one of the key things with the GTEC last year when we had two movies made in Ackle and the film production crews were able to do so much off-site, but whenever they needed to upload their content, it was into the likes of the GTEC and our facility because it was strong enough to do that. Now you, ne- you need to contact Bill Garvey and get him to get over there and get, do a movie. We'll welcome him. Uh, ironically, oh no, wait a minute, though. He's supposed to do that here in Cleveland. <laughs> 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 you better not do that. He might get fired from his job <laughs> if you send it somewhere else. Uh, did you get it? You met him last night, did you? I did. Bill? I did indeed. I didn't meet Bill. You didn't see him last no, night? No, I didn't. And I just, yeah. There were so many people there. When you stand up talking, Jerry, for five minutes to one, it could take ten minutes. But I got through a lot of people, but I didn't meet Bill, unfortunately. Uh, I think, Jerry, I did so much talking last night, I only cost you about three drinks. I didn't have time to be going to the bar or doing anything. Well, there that, was were so was, that was so really good. <laughs> <laughs> there, there were so many people there. And I think, you know, the ball hasn't been on in three years. Yeah. And the appetite and the energy of the people who were there just to catch up, to talk and say hello was, was you know, it, it's more than ever before because people just have a desire to get back and to engage. And the amount of people who are talking who either had been in Ireland this summer, had been in Ackle or are making plans to come and looking to get a bit of help and direction in terms of what they're going to do in the west of Ireland. It's really encouraging. Wasn't it great to see our ambassador out and about like he was? He was in his glory last night. And, of course, he and Mike Gibbons, Ambassador Crawford and mm-hmm. Mike, are old friends to probably one of the greatest entrepreneurs we've ever had in Cleveland. And you know how he started with nothing and Mr. Crawford started with nothing and ended up, uh, well, ambassador. Yeah, we, I uh, spoke to him briefly uh, last night, and uh, we did invite him when he was in Ireland as ambassador uh, to come to Ackle. But, uh, it was a tough time for him, though, because I know. with COVID going on, mm. it was really, really yeah. hard. He told me that every place he went, he had to have all the security, and there was just a lot of restrictions everywhere. It was actually the worst time to be yeah. in that yeah. type of job. Very, very difficult. But he got through it, and... Um, He's come back with, um, I don't know if you knew it or not, but there's going to be the in um, Kent State University. He donated the money to build the new Crawford Business Center. He donated $40 million to Kent State University, and they're going to be built. They are building it right now, the Crawford mm-hmm. Business School. And um, that's... Uh, Dorm up also for the students. What? JC, I can't. A dormitory up for the students. Yeah, it's a, it's a big facility at, at uh, Kent State. So, anyway, it's 11.51 here on the program. Tom Kelly is in the studio. I see in studio number two ready to fire up. God knows what he's going to talk today, <laughs> but I'm sure Joe Biden will creep into the conversation one way, one way or the other, and it probably won't be too complimentary to Joe. So, if you want, if you like that, Make sure you tune in to Tom. He's uh, one of the best. By the way, a lot of people don't know this, but Tom used to write for uh, a program on television for years called Laugh-In. I don't know if you ever had that in Ireland or not, but it was one of the most successful comedy hours. So Tom Tom was one of the writers for that organization. He's a very smart guy. Jerry, just before we go, um, can I just say... Uh, hello to Tom and Anita Scanlon 
and thank Tom and Anita for their kindness and hospitality oh. to us They're over the years. Oh, and for finally, years, for a year, for so many years, Tom is. Finally, I want to thank the people of Cleveland City that has supported our organization uh, since the past number of years and still supporting us. We much appreciate it. Thank you. Great. Mr. And Jenny, Mr. Yeah, Jenny. Uh, I just reiterate Terence's comments and listen, I said last night the West of Ireland is open for business, we're open for tourism, we want to see more, to trade more, to do more. So I think that's that's one message that, that really delivered. And just at a personal note, yourself and Nelly, Eddie and Pat Fitzpatrick, I left their house the other night and this year nothing was broken, so that's always a good outcome. Mm-hmm. But I want to thank them for their generosity, Colleen and Brian Bay. Um, and just the whole the whole community yeah. who have been our Uber drivers, who have been our supporters you, over the last few days. How about the screen doors in all <laughs> these houses? Are they intact? <laughs> yes, one, one night I left the screen door with an imprint in it, all right. But uh, nothing, no, no, nothing was broken on this visit, so that's always a good start. Okay, great. Thanks, Kenny. Here's a, here's a piece that was recorded in Hughes' Pub in Spittle, County Galway, with some of the great... People of rock and roll in Ireland, like one of the Saw Doctors, the Water Boys, but it was recorded in Hughes' pub uh, a good many years ago. And we call it the Hughes Band. But it's actually the name of the piece is called The Bucks of Orton Moore.
Well, there it is, folks. That's telling us that Tom Kelly is standing by in Studio One, ready to go. Make sure you stay with Tom until 2 o'clock today. Our program is brought to you by Gandalf's Pub and Restaurant, Valley City, Chambers Funeral Home, Golf Tech, Joyce Buick GMC, O'Neill Healthcare, PJ McIntyre's Irish Pub and Restaurant, Vince's Barbershop at 1832-1834 Lakeshore Boulevard. Western Reserve Insurance Group. All of these good folks bringing you the Irish Show this morning on WHK AM 1420 and on the internet at whkradio.com. Back to the again next Sunday morning right here on WHK. I leave you with the immortal words of John Locke when he wrote, Oh, Ireland isn't a grand you look like a bride in her rich adorning. And with all the pent-up love in my heart, I bid you top of the morning. I'm Jerry Quinn. Good day. The preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. The Bullington Capital Report. You know, there are an awful lot of people that go through life that are really good memorizers. Not so much on the critical thinking part where you have to break it down yourself and figure out what answers are when the answers are in the books. It really is difficult to know because if you're just memorizing the answers when you come up to a situation where there hasn't been an answer written down yet because nobody's had to stop and figure it out, you can have a problem. Saturday mornings at 11 on AM 1420. The Answer. And Odyssey. My first ride along was with Jamal even before I was hired. They wanted me to see everything from the ground level before moving forward, and it was awesome. The first time I came in, I got to sit in on a meeting and never realized that plumbers have that level of organization.